2: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. Come to London and take a look at the property portfolio of your dreams. Looking to rent? Good news. Rental prices have only gone up by a meagre £559 a month in the past four years. But remember, competition is stiff with more than two hundred inquiries for our third-floor terrace in Kensington, a completely astroturf balcony for the bargain price of just fifty thousand pounds. You'll have to be quick, or if you're looking to buy, check out our three-meter-wide house on a former garage plot in Newham, now on sale for just four hundred k. Okay, the sentiment is false, but the stats and properties themselves are real. Almost two-thirds of London renters believe they don't earn enough to be able to save for a deposit to buy a home, and they're not wrong. A London home now costs £526,000 on average, 14.4 times typical earnings across the capital. The average first-time buyer home costs £425,000 in London. The average deposit, £144,500. As London's housing crisis seemingly continues to get worse and worse, in an Evening Standard exclusive, the PM Rishi Sunak has revealed his proposal to fix the situation. He's blamed the capital's mayor Sadiq Khan for the sky-high property prices, and is setting up a review of the London plan to build more homes in the capital. So what exactly does his plan entail, and is the mayor really to blame for the housing situation facing millions of Londoners? Our political editor, Nicola Cecil, has been poring through the details. So, Nick, what is the Prime Minister proposing in terms of fixing the London housing crisis?
3: Well, what's interesting this morning is really that the Prime Minister is getting involved in the first place, really. He's saying that the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, is failing to build enough homes in the capital. So, in his words, he is stepping in to boost house building in the capital. This has um, been not fleshed out in, in a huge amount of detail. So one thing he's announced is that there's going to be a review of the London plan, which is kind of the, the long term plan for the capital, to try and find more sites to, to build homes. He's announced some extra cash, two hundred million pounds or so. One hundred and fifty of million of that will go directly to the boroughs, bypassing City Hall. But two hundred million pounds isn't really going to fix the capital's housing crisis. So what's more interesting is really the fact that the Prime Minister wants to get involved.
1: And I understand he's blamed Mayor Sadiq Khan for the sky high prices for property in London. How exactly has he done that? How has he held the mayor responsible for that?
3: Well, he he just says that there's not enough homes being built and it's a supply and demand problem. If you don't build enough homes, if there are not enough homes for people to buy, the, the prices go up. The mayor has responded very angrily to Mr Sunak's attack on his house building record. He's branded it a pathetic gesture politics by the Tories, which he says is to distract from their failures on the mortgages, which obviously lots and lots of Londoners are seeing their mortgages bills rise very sharply because interest rates are going up.
1: There are calls for more focus on family homes as opposed to flats. Will Rishi's proposals deliver those homes?
3: Well, at this stage, it's really not clear because what Mr Sunak has announced this morning, there's not a lot of detail there. They've identified one possible area where they might be able to build more houses. They're saying that there are too many single storey warehouses being built uh, near tube stations where flats or houses could be built instead. They're also relaxing the rules on the use of a billion pounds of money for affordable housing. So this in future will be able to be used to regenerate old social housing estates. So there's a a bit of action we can see here, but um, it's not a fully fleshed out plan by any sense at all.
1: And I was going to ask you what the key elements of this plan are. But by the sounds of it, there aren't any, and it's very much in its early stages. It's
3: very early stages. And the Prime Minister announced a review this morning, and um, this appeared to be news to City Hall. So any review to be done comprehensively and to be successful, we would need the engagement of City Hall, basically, to make it work. So um, the initial response has been quite anxious, as I say, from, um, from Mr Khan. And um, the other thing that the Prime Minister did is is he set an autumn deadline, basically, for City Hall, for Mr Khan, to make progress towards agreeing changes to the London plan by the autumn. So he's saying in three, four months' time, if there's no progress, then the Housing Secretary, Michael Gove, may use powers to intervene directly.
1: And how do you think that element of things will play out, Nick? Do you think Sadiq Khan will agree to some or all of the proposals? And what could it mean if he doesn't?
3: The politics of this is very interesting because by intervening, the Prime Minister will take ownership of any future successes and also any future failures, or at least partial ownership with the Mayor. So... He's coming quite hard hitting this morning, but longer term, if things don't get better in London and its housing crisis, then people will point to the prime minister as well to the mayor for this.
1: And if things go the other way, Nick, and housing prices do go down as a result of these actions, could it be a significant political win for Rishi Sunak or will the actual benefits come too late for him?
3: Well, this might be a slight gamble that Housing prices are going to come down anyhow, and he might reap some benefits of that. Because all housing developments and changes to plans, local plans, and so on, these are all kind of long term measures. It's very hard to get quick fixes here. So the idea that uh, the government, by intervening, can suddenly change the London plan to suddenly boost a lot more housing in London by the time of the next election, which is expected in autumn 2024. That is quite hard to see being achieved.
1: Let's take a break now. In part two, our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell, explains why he's confused by the Prime Minister's proposals. It
4: feels very much that Rishi Sunak and Downing Street have not exactly got their eye on the ball on this one. Small
0: details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.
2: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: Joining me now is our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell. So, Ross, I understand City Hall was hit back at the Prime Minister's criticism over housing numbers with some pretty strong stats. What has their response been?
4: Well, City Hall is not best pleased. I think it's fair to say uh, on Monday this week we had Michael Gove saying something similar and now today we have the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, essentially looking to add to uh, Mr Gove's, if you like, kick up the backside with a a rather firm slap around the chops in terms of this uh, sort of political attack on Sadiq Khan. The issue though is that essentially the numbers have been pretty good for Sadiq. In the most recent year, uh, more than 25,000 affordable homes were started in London, And over the period between sort of 2015-16 and March this year, Sadiq did actually manage to hit the government target of starting 116,000 affordable homes in London. Although he had to do that with counting about 7,000 that were started when Boris Johnson was mayor. It's worth saying though, that that does not break the rules. It's maybe a little bit embarrassing that Boris houses are in Sadiq's total, but he's not done anything wrong there.
1: And one criticism of Sadiq is that so far he's focused on flats over family homes. Is that true? And if so, does he have plans to boost properties actually suitable for families?
4: Well, it's certainly true in a visual sense. You know, where I live in East London, pretty much both Walthamstow Central and Black Horse Road have become dominated by high rise apartments. A, several are in the sort of early stages of ne- the final stages of completion at Walthamstow Central Station. Uh, there's a t- tower block there that looks about 30 stories high and more are planned. Blackhorse Road Station, if you were to come out of the tube station there and walk across the road, you would see hundreds of new homes there. But again, in massive sort of developments of uh, flats and apartments rather than your sort of traditional two up, two down uh, Victorian Terrace Council House, if you like. In terms of what Sadiq plans, well, the St. home says he basically wants more houses. He seems to be less focused on so called family homes than the Tories are. Susan Hall, who is the Tory mayoral candidate now, is much keener on providing family homes. She says, even if they've got their own front door and just a postage stamp size garden, that is better than requiring a family to live, you know, 100 feet or 200 feet in the sky.
1: And the government has suggested as well that more flats and houses could be built on sites close to tube stations. Is there any reason why that's not been happening so far? And is that a good idea?
4: Well, here I'm rather puzzled by what the government is saying because plenty of flats are being built on tube station sites and tube station car parks. And one of the reasons why they might not be as many as could be built, is because of the government actually intervening to block some of the planning applications. TfL is trying to build more homes on tube station car parks. The reality is that uh, TfL has been working for some years now to use brownfield sites or sites near tube stations, car parks, other areas of land, other pockets of land, to uh, essentially create a sort of development wing. It has a target of building twenty thousand homes i believe by the end of the decade so it feels very much that rishi sunak and downing street have not exactly got their eye on the ball on this one you know having sat through many city hall meetings and many tfl meetings you realize how hard it is to build homes but this has been something that's been happening under numerous commissioners at tfl I think there's no doubt that London needs more homes, but actually the numbers have been heading in the right direction. You know, if you look back when Sadiq was first elected in 2016, that year, just under 5,000 affordable homes were started in London. And this has gone up sort of year after year.
1: So based on those figures, I mean, could the proposals by Rishi Sunak actually boost the housing numbers considerably?
4: Well, the thing that puzzles me about these numbers is, is Rishi Sunak just talking about affordable homes or is he talking about, if you like, normal homes, you know, commercial homes available at commercial rents or commercial, you know, for sale to the general housing market? Because obviously the mayor has got really very little to do with those homes that are not in any way subsidised. That is down to house builders who will basically already have vast tracts of land at their disposal and basically choose when to build. They build when they think they can make most money. They don't want to flood the market with new homes because they know then that they'll have empty homes that they can't sell immediately. And uh, that isn't good for their own balance sheet. So it's not entirely Sadiq to blame here. This to me feels like a politically motivated attack that is not very well grounded in reality because the numbers have been looking pretty strong for Sadiq. Yes, we definitely need more houses, but more houses are being started. The big issue is the gap between housing starts and housing completions. It normally takes about two years for a property that started and is counted as having started to actually be ready to be moved into. That is the issue. Why does it take so long? Two years is a ridiculous amount of time. Many private developers have been accused of land banking and perhaps the government should turn their fire on those private property companies as well as looking to give Sarit Khan a bloody nose.
1: Pick up the Evening Standard newspaper for more news, interviews and analysis or head to standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock.